She's a good bar, isn't she, Champlain? Oui, but a very empty gym. Yes, very empty. The mail. She has arrived, Jim. This looks like a statement from the bank. <sighs> it is not good news? Three months, max, until this bar belongs to the bank. But, Jim, the art events, the avant-garde dance ensemble, the fire-eating unicyclists, if we just stop hiring those, we could keep the bar going for another six months at least, we? Oui? That might give some time for business to pick up. I've been doing some budgets of my own, you see, and... But what would be the point? We'd be stripping this bar of everything that makes it unique and interesting. We might as well go out in a blaze of glory. Jim's hellhole will die screaming, not with a whimper. It'll stay true to what it's supposed to be. Even without Bindi? Yes. Without Bindi? Now she's an internationally famous dancer. He emailed me to say that he'd found love too. The love of her life. Being a gimmicky go-go dancer here was too small for her, but we can't all be as successful as Bindi. But, Jim, you are just wasting money keeping these special events going. No one ever comes. It's not a waste. Jim's hellhole is supposed to be someplace different, someplace unusual, and maybe... Maybe I chose the wrong town for that. Maybe Adelaide is too staid, too small, too conservative, too provincial, but that's also why I thought I should try. We have one or two people come in every night, and those one or two people are going to have the time of their lives right till the end. I can always find another bartending job. I will still be able to afford cowboy hats and headbands, but what about you? What will happen to you, Jim? You've put your heart and soul into this for years. I don't know, Champlain. I don't know. I said, hey, DM. Mm, oh, sorry. Hey, Wendy. Lately, you've been staring off into the distance a lot. Are you sad? I don't know. I, f I feel like I've forgotten something. I try to remember, but probably just too much traveling in the time machine, right? You know, the cardboard box with time machine written on the side with the backwards E and time but non machine. We've changed the past and the future so often. There are probably all sorts of timelines and alternate realities we've forgotten that try to intrude into our dreams from time to time. <sighs> Things I can't remember that make me feel euphoric and deeply melancholy all at once. Oh yeah, I love sitting in that cardboard box and having adventures in the time machine. So much fun! We go here, we go there, and we can go anywhere. You know, I bet the time machine remembers. Hmm? Well... When we change the past, we change, right? Isn't that how it works? But the time machine, it travels through it all. Think of all the energy it needs to be able to travel through all those universes to cope with all those contradictions, the raw power pulsing through its alfoil, glitter and pipe cleaners. I bet it remembers. Even if we don't, I bet the memory of every alternate timeline is stored in that cardboard box. Maybe... Maybe there's an alternate universe out there where they cured baldness, and maybe that's what I'm almost remembering. Maybe that's why the memory makes my heart ache. But your bald spot is looking nice since I bought you that polish. You wouldn't want to change a thing. Thanks, Wendy. Wait, I'll just, I'll just polish it again. Well, nice for... I mean, a bald spot. Yes. I mean, 
I guess I partly bought you the bald spot polish in the hope that out of your gratitude you wouldn't talk to me. But I suppose I initiated conversation this time. Random good mood, so it's my fault. Yes, I, I will try not to initiate conversation in future. I'm off to my room. Michael and I are working out our finances. Michael's still living here? I told you, he doesn't live here. Well, Michael can stay, I guess, as long as it means you're still here. Aw, thanks, DM. But seriously, this is one of those times you can stop talking to me out of gratitude for the bold spot polish. Yes, it's good to have you around, Wendy. When you come in, you brighten the room. And when you leave, it's good too, because I get to see your sexy butt. Uh, (sighs) Bye. Tumnus, get out of my room! Oh, but Jim, Jim, why are you kicking me out? Why? You know why! You were away all last night! I know where you were! You were with another guy! Oh, but Jim, Jim, look, look, look into my eyes, look, look, look! I saw that empty tissue box by your bed! I saw those crumpled up tissues, Jim! Looks like you had a good night last night anyway, even without me, huh? Huh? Oh, Jim, why must you spend your seed alone? Why must you waste it? You know I am highly sexed and that you can hardly keep up with me. Oh, why must you spend your seed without me so that you seem so frigid when I'm around? This, Jim, this. Look at me, look at me, look at me. There you go, look at me, yes. This is why I have to seek out physical love from other men, Jim. This is why. The tissue box isn't empty because I was masturbating. The tissue box is empty because I was crying. And if I'm frigid, it's because I find you repulsive, because I can't stop thinking of all the other men you've been with the whole time you say we've been together. Oh, 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 oh. crying, Jim, crying. Is is that it, Jim? Is that it? Jim, are you you depressed again? You should double your dose of antidepressants. You know how hard I find it to be around you when you're depressed. Jim, Jim, I can't carry this burden for the both of us. This is why, another reason why, yet another reason, I'll write a list sometime. This is one of the reasons on the list why I need to satisfy my physical lusts with other men. That and your thick ankles on the list number three. Get out. Don't take your depression out on me, Jim. Look at me, look at me, that's it, eye contact, yes. We can work through this together. Get out. But Jim. Well. That's it. That's the last I'll see of Tumnus. He's gone too far this time. Yeah, good on you, Jim. Thanks. Still, I wish I had a relationship, even one like yours. I'm over 30. I mean, (laughs) I look in the mirror, things aren't the same. Wrinkles around my eyes, fat around my belly, thinning hair. Some people my age have have grey hairs. I think I'd even put up with a woman like Tumnus. Beggars can't be choosers, you know. And I'm over 30 as well. Life, huh? Uh, Life. I better text him back and apologize. I'm sorry, Tumnus. You know how I get meet up tomorrow? Uh, People in love. What a world. You couples all seem so cray. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about me. I need a distraction. I need to get out of my own head. Distract me, DM. Even though I'd rather not hear from you or your life, any external distraction will suit. What are you up to? Well, you know how I have tried various creative projects that have been unsuccessful. I tried to get my doctorate, but my thesis on Dostoevsky's use of prostitutes was failed by the examiners three times, even when I revised and resubmitted, under the titles Dostoevsky's Employment of Ladies of the Night and Prozies and the Big D, an Artistic Bond. I've tried to write stories, but agents rejected them. My comics went 
nowhere. I even tried to make audio files of my various rants. It's all kind of not quite worked out. I just want people to see what I've been doing, you know, to appreciate what I've been doing. If I knew one person truly appreciated it, that would make all the difference. I think, I think that would be a bit like love, right? Like the love that is so sorely lacking from my life, but it has to get to people first, so I'm putting it all online for free. It'll be out there for people to find. I will give it all to the universe and let fate decide. If people want it, if this is my time, well... Who knows? Maybe your life is about to turn around. If you put it out there, anything could happen. Who knows? I'm just sick of being stuck in this rut! And there are rumours that there might be redundancies soon at the chick-sexing plant. They're talking of buying one of those new sexing robots. It can sex 800 chicks in a minute. You should see it. Flings them across the room. No, I shouldn't be complimenting the robot. Ah, is this a future we wanted, Jim? Where chicks are sexed by robots! Stuck in a rut, job on the line, I hear that. Oh god, am I relating to the DM? What is wrong with me? And I realised the other day I read an article on frenemies. You know, a person that you think is your friend and there are some positives to the relationship but most of the time they judge you and put you down so you're stressed whenever you see them? Apparently, frenemies damage your DNA. Loneliness damages your DNA too, but frenemies do it even more. Bad friends can actually kill you. And it occurred to me that my relationships, they're all frenemies. Everyone I know judges me and thinks I'm shit, and, well, I mean, I know they do, but I keep them all around because I think one day, one day, I'll prove how good I am. I will. I, I think I'll show you, and then you'll know I'm just as good as you. But, of course, no matter what I try, nothing I do works out. I can't achieve what I want. I just can't quite make success happen for some reason. Maybe there's something missing in me? But anyway, so all of that puts more pressure on me to succeed. <laughs> because, you know, while I'm sitting around and failing to succeed, the frenemies are still around. Failing seems even worse. It keeps me trapped with the judgmental frenemies. I'm just locked in this cycle. <laughs> Failure surrounded by frenemies. <laughs> Meanwhile, are the frenemies' judgments right? But maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe one of these days... Mm, mm, I'll be happy. Mm, maybe tomorrow. Maybe those frenemies, as you call us, are judging you accurately? Well, for, for now, yes, but there must be good in me. Some way I can improve. <laughs> A guy has to dream, right? I have to imagine there is this other future self out there. A better self. Like a fantasy self? A character in a role-playing game? No, just a f future me. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, Wendy. I have been speaking to my partner, Michael, and we have come to a decision that will affect the two of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, your, your partner, Michael. I thought he was your boyfriend. Michael and I are moving out. Oh, well, good for you. Together, congratulations. We shall be leaving the house tomorrow. Paying $5 a week rent here has enabled me to save up, and by amalgamating my finances with those of my partner, we should be able to put a down payment on a house, which we will pay off within a mere 35 years. Wow, big step, but I'm happy for you guys. But but why are you talking talking like that, Wendy? Talking like what? Well, not in your, your regular bubbly Wendy voice. I am sure I do not know what you mean. Well, you're, you're regular, you're fun-loving, you know. One does not need to be fun-loving, DM. The world is very serious. Fun-loving is for children. Mature people can see that the world is all business. Okay. I will begin moving out tomorrow. 
Greetings, gentlemen. I shall assist Wendy to enable her mortgage. Thank you, my partner. You are most efficient. Allow me to pat you on the shoulder with mild affection and then allow me to give you a stressed look because you are standing here too long and embarrassing me. Stressed look understood. I shall return to your room. Great, Michael. Great. Well, Wendy, we're going to miss the five bucks. Did Michael make you talk and act like this? Or is it just because, you know, you were made to expect to grow up a certain way and so... Here you are now, living it out, because you're trapped in this kind of mental box, and... Oh, quiet, everyone. Look, a new episode of Duckling Force is on! Keeping criminals at bay! Solving crimes every day! One is a duckling, the other is a man! And together we make the five-legged bean that is... Come on, duckling! Let's go out and finally take down Boss Gamboni! I know we'll also have to face his evil dolphin mob enforcer Teddy and his evil penguin sidekick Zip Penguini who controls the docks with an iron flipper and it'll be very dangerous but we can do it. The time has come. (laughs) Oh, look, duckling. Look at the stray dog with sad eyes waiting outside the police station. (laughs) He's following you to the squad car, duckling. It looks like you got a new friend. <laughs> Come on, duckling. Come on, sad eyes. Keeping criminals at bay. This is Lance Henderson, and I hate the role-playing hour, and I can sometimes be quite scary. So you should listen to me. No bullshit. I love to curse. This is Adrian Edmondson from The Bad Shepherds. I hate the role-playing hour. What ridiculous voices. What to do? Bar failing and Tumnus. If Frenemy's damaged DNA, then what does having a boyfriend like Tumnus do? Is he shortening my lifespan? But then, would I want to live alone forever? Is this bench taken, Sonny? Oh no, sorry, I just put my bag down there. Nice day for the beach, isn't it? Lovely sunset. Yeah. Lovelier with you, dear. Oh, you charmer. Wow, you guys seem lucky. Oh, we are. A lifetime of happiness, a lifetime of being in love, growing old together. Well, I've enjoyed my life, yes, but I only met this beauty here last year. Last year? Yes, and I'm 82. I'm 83 myself, but I couldn't say no to him. Oh, I wish we were as young as you, though. We'd have more time together. As long as I can spend the time I have with you, dear. Wait, so you're well over 30 and you still found love? You didn't worry about 
age making you unattractive? Oh, pardon my rudeness speaking before I think. What I mean is you are not unattractive and it would be silly to think so. <laughs> yes, young man, you're never too old, you know. Never too old? Never too old to be happy. Why don't I buy you an ice cream? Oh, I'd like that as long as I can buy you one too. <laughs> Bye, young man. All this time, so afraid of being single and why? I could be single and happy for decades and then find love at 83 if I want. All this time, it's like I've been keeping a small part of myself captive in my head, interrogating it, torturing it, judging it. Thinking it failed me by not finding love in time. Thinking I'm inadequate. Thinking time is running out. Hating myself. But I have years left. Life is just beginning. It doesn't matter what happens to my bar. It doesn't matter what happens with Tumnus. Life is this ever-changing, beautiful thing full of surprises. It could all turn around at any time. It's time to let happiness free. It's time to let the real me free. So, I broke up with Tumnus. That's great, Jim. No, I really did it this time, and I feel fan-bloody-tastic for it. Relieved. Sometimes relationships are great, but sometimes they stop you from being your true self, and I feel like myself again for the first time in a long time. You can join me in the single life. Yes, and I am perfectly comfortable being single for as long as it takes. Great. But it was you, DM. What? You, saying everyone over 30 is screwed, saying everyone over 30 is doomed to be alone forever and can never find love again, throwing your dark blanket of depression over me. I was saying that mainly about myself. But you said it so much, I internalized that. And look at what it did to me. That's not me. That's not my life. Your self-loathing, DM. It reaches out like a cancer. If I hadn't been living with you, I could have spent these last few years being happy. You're right. Frenemies really do damage everything. I have returned with boxes to pack up my things. Wendy, why are you talking like that? I know you're excited about the move, but aren't you a tiny bit sad to be moving out and leaving us, Wendy? <sighs> I do not get over-emotional. Emotions are a sign of immaturity. I am an adult. An adult, hey? Indeed. And what about bubble beards and tap dancing without really tap dancing and making ashtrays out of clay and glitter? Immature distractions. I am beyond such infantile hobbies. Shall we throw you a going-away party? A party would require some kind of monetary contribution from me, I am sure, and I will no longer be wasting resources on frivolous things. I will soon have a house to pay off, and I must save up for marriage. Wow, marriage. Congratulations. Yeah, wow, congrats, as Michael proposed. It is inevitable. You two must really love each other. Who knew that out of all the people in the world, Michael was the one you dreamt of? And you met so young. You're lucky. I'm happy for you. Well, he is not the man of my dreams. No? But dreams are immature. Childish fantasies. We must think of practical things. And Michael is practical? Moderately. I don't know. I'm not the world's biggest romantic, but I feel like people shouldn't get married unless they believe in marriage and think it's important, and unless both people are deeply in love. I mean, look at all the divorces out there. Love of a sort can come about when people grow accustomed to one another. Oh, now, I shan't be packing these. These I shall throw in the bin. Wendy, your glitter, your bubbles, your favourite animated movie, the toy your mother gave you, which you've had your entire life. Not for adults, Jim. Now shall go pack in my former room. 
What the hell do you think has happened to her, Jim? What's going on? Why is she being like this? You could ask Wendy. But she seems strange and terrifying to me. Fine, I shall mansplain it then and give voice to the voiceless woman. Well, what is it? I don't know for sure, but I have a theory. What theory? Well, I want to preface by saying that growing up and becoming responsible is good, right? We all have to do it. Also, I can talk about someone's inner child without actually meaning they're a child. An inner child gives us curiosity, a sense of wonder, a desire for knowledge, a sense of humour, creativity. It gives us our dreams, our fantasies. It is what makes us special. It can be impractical, but our inner child, for each of us, is a bit like our soul. We lose that and a part of us dies. What are you getting at? Well, there's being adult, which is balancing responsibility with your inner child, and there's being more adult than adult, or an adult extremist. Or like the people who judge everyone else and say everyone else is immature. They say other adults shouldn't play video games or read comics or watch Pixar movies or go to dress-up parties or own toys, even if said adults are otherwise, you know, responsible and have balanced lives. Right, adult extremists. If you're not an adult extremist, you're not a child. You're just a normal human being. But I think for some people, for adult extremists, the identity of being an adult is something they pull over themselves like a shield. A shield? Think about it. If you were hurt as a child or a teenager or a young adult, if you were bullied, mocked or made sad, then you don't want to remember being sad, right? You want to make yourself better than all those children and teenagers and young adults you remember so they can't hurt you anymore. And the way you do that is by becoming an adult extremist, by blocking everything that reminds you of being a teenager or a child or a young adult. You say that them hurting you was immature, which it was, and you're better than that. You are mature, and mature people can't be hurt. Inside every adult extremist is a broken little soul they need to protect. Are you trying to trick me? Are you trying to make me say that I prefer an infantilized Wendy over a productive, mature and grown-up woman? No, Wendy was an adult before. She was just more fun. She's using a false idea of maturity as a shield, but that's no good. It was Aldous Huxley who said, A childlike man is not a man whose development has been arrested. On the contrary, he is a man who has given himself a chance of continuing to develop long after most adults have muffled themselves in the cocoon of middle-aged habit and convention. There's no point in being an adult extremist. It means death of the spirit. But, so, Wendy's broken? What made Wendy this way? I think... You did, DM. Me? How? Think about it. You're Wendy. You're creative. You're fun. You don't judge people. There's no barrier between your spirit and the world. You are so, so happy being yourself. Carefree. And then you live in a house with a man. And he says something. And you don't notice anything strange at first. But then he says something again. And again. And gradually it occurs to you. He's objectifying you. He is sexually interested in you. He's looking at you as a sexual being. Of course, you are a sexual being, but you have never behaved that way to him, and suddenly, you realize you have to check what you say. You have to think before you speak. You have to put a little barrier up between yourself and the world, and that's the first step, the first step to being an adult extremist. I made Wendy that way, but I mean, uh, he wasn't bad. I, I, know, I, know, I know there would never be anything between us. I didn't expect it. I like her as a friend. And if she's hot, <laughs> all the better. I think she knows I'm a safe target, and on some level she enjoys it. You've seen her come out in the morning in nothing but a big shirt when she knows well and good that I'm here. So, so I said some things. They were compliments, and the rest were just jokes. Never just jokes, DM. Never just jokes. So she has to put this little wall up, but she still has to live with you. She has to see you every day, and she thinks you're getting better, but then you make another little comment, or give another little look. How stressful would it be, living with that every day, not being able to escape? 
even if she still likes you as a person on some level, it is unwanted attention, unwanted objectification. You think frenemies stress people out? Imagine how much that attention would stress someone out. Every day, in their own home, nowhere to get away from it, never able to truly relax and be yourself. So you taught her, accidentally or not, you taught her that she can't be herself, that she needs a wall, she needs to think before she does things. You're a creeper and you hurt her, and she needs a shield. I turned Wendy into an adult extremist. You killed some little part of her, and now maybe she's one of those grey, boring adults. One of those people whose soul has died, who's given up, wandering through adult life like ghosts. Wait, you're trying to trick me again. I hurt her inner child. Are you saying I'm a kitty fiddler? No, you tried to fiddle with the adult, and you accidentally missed and poked the inner child right in the fiddly parts and killed it. Oh god, but Jim, it's just... Uh... I didn't mean to hurt her. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a heterosexual man. She's an attractive young woman. I don't see many women, so maybe I looked a little longer than I should have or made a joke that I shouldn't have. But if she could see into my soul, then... It's your responsibility to muzzle that shit, DM. It's not her responsibility to get psychic powers so she can understand your warped motivations. And now she's leaving. And I killed the bubblebeard part of her, the part of her she liked the most yeah well maybe not forever some of us can escape from your influence dm eventually it's one thing to be negative about yourself but do you really have to spread your negativity to everyone else look at your influence look what you've done to us we used to be happy oh, that's my phone <clears throat> what fired by sms i bet it was one of the robots i'm fired from the chick sexing plant i bet the robots know how to sms oh i've been made redundant i have i have no job how am I going to pay my rent, especially now Wendy's moving out? That five bucks bought me noodles for days. Oh, God, I can't cope with the reality of this situation. I can't cope. No job. All my actions hurting people. I want to play. I want to play. Jim, do you want to play a tabletop role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons, Gerbs, Merp, or Fatal? Huh? Want to play a role-playing game? Yeah? Yeah? No, I don't want to escape into fantasy, DM. But uh, uh, Maybe I'll be a, 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 a better person tomorrow, huh? Hmm. Oh, any hits on my creative stuff online? Huh? Uh, oh, none. Damn it. <laughs> but maybe I can be, maybe I can be happy tomorrow. Oh, I can't escape into fantasy. Look, Duckling Force is on. Keeping criminals at bay. Enforcer of the law. Uh, 
This is Jewel State, and I hate the role-playing hour because I asked them to feed my fish, and then they fed my fish too much, and now my fish has body image issues. This is John Reese davis and I hate the role-playing hour because they smell like a dirty girl's pants. Why would I hate a dirty girl's pants? <laughs> You've got the wrong dwarf there, laddie. Please, oh, Jim, please. Oh, I don't want to be alone, Jim. You never had problems finding company before. But it was knowing that I had a stable relationship that gave me the confidence to cheat those 8,274 times. Too bad. You'll have to find your confidence somewhere else. We've broken up in the past, Jim, and you've always come back to me. I thought, I thought this time would be... Do you want me to change? Oh, do you want me to change, Jim? Do you want me to change? Is that it? I'll change. Oh, I swear not to cheat on you anymore. I know I've said that before, but this time I'm serious. Look at me, Jim. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. There you go. Look at me. Yes. Oh, eye contact. Yes. Oh, uh, look at me in the eyes. Yes. That's it. I'm serious. Can't you see? I'm sorry, Tumnus. I'm happy with my own company now. I wish you all the best. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it because you're depressed? Maybe if you take more antidepressants, you'll get back together with me? I don't think you're qualified to prescribe medication, Tumnus. Goodbye. But Jim! Jim! Jim, I think... I think I'm having a depression now. Maybe your depression was contagious. You're a typhoid, Mary! Seek out help and support from friends, family, and a professional. Contact Beyond Blue. All the best in your battle. Bye! Hmm, so, Roland. Mighty. I have an interesting book here. It's called The Secret to Being Happy. Oh, sounds like a good book. Any idea what happened to half the pages? None, mate. You didn't tear them out and use them as papers to roll your own joints? Oh, <laughs> that was that book. Well, <laughs> It ain't lying, mate. That book really is the secret to being happy. And all the W pages in the dictionary are gone. <laughs> if I wanted to define weed, I wouldn't be able to. Man, I use that page to define wasted. Maybe I'll just read this instead. Unexplained mysteries of the supernatural. That seems to have the most pages intact. Eh, mate. Those pages have got acid in them, and not the good kind. Only smoke acid-free paper, else it's not appropriate for my delicate system. You really gotta take control of your life, Roland. This is my last J-bag of weed. I swear. Spring-heeled Jack. That's an interesting one. Interesting supernatural figure. DM, matey. <laughs> This is probably the weed talking, or the ice, or possibly the bong resin that I smoked earlier. It's making me nostalgic. 
that kind of cocktail will do that. But this bag is me last, or me second to last at least, and that's probably making me nostalgic too. Look, I may have messed with you a bit over the years, huh? Stealing Blu-ray players, meth, getting you into trouble, smoking pages from your self-help books, and then saying I didn't, trying to pimp out Jim's mum. You tried to pimp out Jim's mum? Why, only 17 times. I may have lied to you sometimes. Sometimes I lie so much I don't even know when I'm telling the truth, but I just want to say, matey, I'd like to change. I think I'm done with all that for now, matey. I think yous have had enough. I think I'll leave yous all alone. Bother someone else, maybe. Rolling so much smoke coming off of you. <laughs> Ooh, demons. The book asks, are demons real? It says that demons can cross a bridge from the world beyond to this one. Oh, they can build a bridge and get over it. There are many different demons with many different names, the chief of all demons being Satan, the devil himself, the liar, the tempter, the troublemaker. Hmm. Hey, it, it says here that one of the traditional names for the devil is Woland. That's almost like, that's almost like Roland. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Roland? 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 Hey, where'd you go? Hello, Ashley. I'm here to pick up the last of my things to take to the new home. Uh, Wendy, I... I, um... Let's see. This box is mine. And this and this. I don't believe I have left anything behind. Your, uh... Your art supplies? An indulgence. They can go in the bin. I'll miss you, Wendy, and I just wanted to say I'm... I'm I'm sorry. Sorry for what? If I made you mature? Maturity is a good thing, Ashley. You should try it sometime. Yes, but if it's... If it's my fault that you... I am no one's victim, Ashley. You are not replacing my agency with your own. I make my own decisions. Yes, but if some of those decisions were a reaction to something I... You know, it can be so hard to think outside the mental box I'm used to, you know? You get raised to think a certain way, and then you don't think about all these other things and how you might be hurting people, and then... Knock, knock, Wendy, darling. That's me. Yes, just take everything packed up in the boxes. I'll go ahead to the new house and get things ready for you there. The movers are here, Ashley. Farewell. Say goodbye to Jim for me. I hope the two of you have nice lives. You say you like it even when I leave. Well, here I am. Leaving for the last time. Good Goodbye. Don't mind me, mate. I'll just take this first load of boxes downstairs. DM. Jim. DM. You'll never guess. I have to tell someone. I'm shaking. I was in my bar. Quiet night as usual. Only a few customers. And this guy, he says he loves the place. I thought he was just drunk and gushing, but he came back today. He's from out of town. New York. He's from New York. He says he runs a chain of bars there and they're not doing so well and he's looking for some innovation and well, he saw what I was doing with mine and he loved it. I mean, my bar isn't doing well here, but he can tell that it's just because of the city. Good idea, wrong place. He wants me to help revamp his bars and open up a gym's hellhole in New York. <laughs> New York? Uh, how will you do that from here? I, I won't. DM, if I want to do this, I have to go tomorrow. Tomorrow? I know it's quick, but... 
I'll put everything in storage and then... But Jim, I, I can't afford rent even on the flat, even with you here right now. I'm between jobs at the moment. I, I'll have nowhere to go, nowhere to live. I... I'm sorry, DM, but... DM, you were right. You just have to put things out in the world and let fate decide. I could have dumbed down my bar, but I, I kept it true to itself and someone noticed it for how special it was. They finally noticed. Have your books and thesis got any notice? Uh, not yet. I got one hit on one of them, but that's because I use the word anaconda, and apparently that's slang for penis now. I, I don't think the person who clicked on it actually scrolled down, but Jim, this is so sudden. There isn't a, a, a romance here, is there? You're not just on the rebound. Well, the guy is hot and sure we flirted a bit, but no, no need to mix business and pleasure. And I'm happy being single for now. DM, my dream, New York. I can't believe it. I, I'm shaking, see? The guy's legit. I'll sell up here. I'll, I'll be in New York by the end of the week. It really did all work out in the end. I really can be happy, and I just had to believe in myself. I, I just had to be true to myself. Man, it's all like a fairy tale. Like a... like a... like a... like a fantasy. A deus ex machina. Like, like going up in level in a role-playing game. And now all my frenemies will get to see that I am good. It was worth keeping them around. Great. Jim, great. I guess I'll... <laughs> I'll look for new housemates or, or a new, new place to live, but I remember, I remember happiness, don't I? Some half-recalled happiness, or was it sadness? It always seems just on the horizon, just out of reach, a bittersweet feeling I have when I daydream. I was hoping I could finally touch that. Was there a, was there a person I've forgotten, a, a friend, an actual, an actual friend? I need to escape. I need imagination. I need fantasy. Jim, you want to play a... No, you probably don't. Uh, I guess I'll watch Duckling Force. Oh, that's right. It's the final episode. Damn. What will I do after it finishes? Keeping criminals at bay. Sad Eyes is dead, duckling. Caught in the crossfire in a gun battle with the mob. You have to let him go. <laughs> that damn straight dog. How could you break our hearts like that? But duckling, you've got to let him go and move on. Burying our feelings, our affections for those around us is a part of our job as San Francisco police officers. And Boss Gamboni is still out there. We've got to go after him. No, duckling, you can't hand in your magnum and your badge and leave the San Francisco police force forever. I love Sad Eyes too, but he was just a mangy mutt. No, duckling, you can't retire to a farm in Idaho. No, duckling, you can't live off the land in a manly, rural idol. You can't hike, fish, or ride horses on your mountainside ranch in the wildness. No, duckling, when you go out hunting one day in the future, you can't raise your rifle when you see a deer, and then... When the deer is in your sights, you burst into tears. You can't then throw down your rifle and swear a violence forever, saying you have seen more than your fair share of killing. You can't then look up at the sky and imagine sad eyes looking down at you as inspiring music swells. We've got a mob boss to capture. <laughs>
What's that? You insist? Well, duckling, you were the best damn duckling police officer I ever knew. Let me at least say goodbye. Oh, sorry. I, no, I was going in for the friendly kiss goodbye. No, uh, I can see you would prefer I shake your wing. Yep. Yes. Uh, let's let's keep things professional. Don't don't want to be don't want to be uh, awkward. No. No, by being over-affectionate. Police officers do not have affection. Yep, yep, goodbye. Goodbye, uh, old duckling. I, I did mention I can ride a horse and I am very good at making shacks out of lumber. Oh, he's gone. <gasps> that duckling, he was the love of my life. And I never told him. Oh. Proving crime doesn't pay. Flapping into the frame. One has one hole for its pee, poo, and sex. The other has more holes, but hasn't used them all yet. Let's go get those criminals, duckling. Ah, duckling force. That finale wasn't really as good as I was hoping. This is Coronemic. Do you hate the role-playing hour? Not a problem. I'll get them cancelled faster than you can say synchronized swatches. Ah, seriously. You're still making me do this Parker Lewis shtick? You think this is funny? You guys are complete fu- This is K-9. Though this unit is incapable of emotion, I calculate that the role-playing hour has a 98% probability of causing feelings of hate and distress in any sentient life form. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. Jim is gone to the airport. <laughs> Wendy has moved out. Flat is empty. And I can't afford to stay here myself. Put some stuff in storage. Sold the rest. Just me, my bag full of dice, my role-playing books, and this cardboard box with Time Machine written on the side with the backwards E in time, but not a machine. Universe! This would be, uh... This would be the perfect time for my happy ending. I just checked my computer. <laughs> Check if my writing has been noticed. Maybe someone read one thing and appreciated it. Oh, if someone read one thing, just one thing, and appreciated it, it would be like love. Like bodiless love, a love that doesn't rely on my physical wretchedness. Through that, they could just appreciate what's inside me. Damn, still no hits. Resumes? Maybe someone responded to my... Damn. No replies. <laughs> Guess every chick sexer is using robots nowadays. Well, <clears throat> can't stay here. Have to go out into the world. Find my way. Goodbye, flat. Hmm. Goodbye, share house.
well, here I am, homeless. Where to go? Left, right, every direction is as good as the other. I guess I could, <clears throat> I could stay in a hostel, right, for a few nights. What do you have to do to get into a men's shelter? Not sure of where to go. Not sure of what to do. No flat. No friends. Not even, not even frenemies. Happy ending. Happy ending. If you want to arrive now, that'd be great. <laughs> I honestly have no idea where I should go. I guess I'll just sit here on the curb. DM. Jim? I was about to leave, but I couldn't. There was one last thing I had to do. I brought someone to meet you. This is Babette. Babette, this is the DM. Hi! I don't usually follow Strange Man around, don't worry. I met Jim only once before. He's taught me at a party and said, he said I should go to a doctor straight away. But you don't ignore that sort of thing. I went to the doctor and she told me I was very sick. Cancer. They didn't think there was much hope, but we tried this experimental treatment. <laughs> somehow I got through it. Somehow. The doctor said if I waited one more day before going to see her, she didn't know if... If... Anyway, so Jim saved my life with just that little warning, just a few words. So when he came back and said I had to meet someone, I couldn't say no. Why do I feel so sad when I look at you? Why do you seem so familiar? You too. It's like a dream, or... DM, Babette, you two do know each other, or you did. We did? You were very close, but you forgot. I think I would remember if... DM, Babette, you were both in love. But, Babette, then you died. The DM couldn't handle the pain of losing you, so he had us go back in time to stop the two of you from ever meeting. I remember a dream where my heart hurt so much because I was leaving someone behind. I really didn't want to go. When we went back, we warned you that you were sick. We didn't think you could be cured. At least the doctor said there wasn't much chance. But, well, time works in mysterious ways. We were together. We were happy and... We forgot? Yes, but the time machine remembers. In its structure is all of time in flux. It holds the memory of every timeline it has changed, every forgotten future, every past that never was, every alternate world. It's exerting its power, holding those strands in the fabric of time toward. But each of you, take my hand. Now put your hands on the time machine. If you like, I can make you both remember. You can remember everything you once shared, the love, the loss, the pain, all of it. You can remember how special you were to each other, if that's what you choose. I... I think I want to. But, DM, doing this, siphoning this energy out, it'll drain the time machine. It will drain it for good. The time machine will just be a cardboard box then. No more travelling through time, no more adventures. But I would remember Babette, I would... Find the answer for this strange yearning I feel in the depths of my soul? Yes, you'd remember it all. The joy of meeting each other, the agony of losing each other, and you'd remember how special you were to each other. You might never want to lose each other again. Do it, Jim. You're sure? Do it! No more adventures. That's fine. It's time to begin the next adventure. Okay, hold hands against the cardboard box. I'm flipping the glued-on macaroni switch. Þú færð aldrei að gleða 
haven't you met my girlfriend? Hi, guys. Just watch out for Babette, though, guys. <laughs> She makes a mean air bomb. No, you make a meaner air bomb than me. <laughs> oh, my God. They're already comfortable fighting around each other, and they even joke about it. They're in deep. It's so weird, you know. I used to worry so much about my baldness and my paleness and my paunch. It's like I would look in the mirror and that was all I would see. I would just be overwhelmed by it. But now, I mean, Babette, she just sees me as normal, a normal guy. And I, I look around at the other guys, at myself, and maybe I am normal. I'm just a bit pale, I'm just a bit balding, I'm just a bit paunchy, but so are most guys my age, and the rest of me just looks like it always did. So I guess, I guess I'm normal. What a change of self-perception you can have looking through someone else's eyes to think this, this woman with her, with her good soul, the purest I've ever met, just sweet, you know? She, she likes me, I mustn't be that bad. Stop it, you are normal. I'm getting old, I'm surprised you like me. You're beautiful and you're two years younger than me, so what does that make me? Older? Oh. We both like animals, we love going to the zoo. In the petting zoo he's like a little boy. You see, he has a big soul, deep down, though he likes to hide it. The DM? With a soul? Of course. I know he likes to keep it hidden away most of the time, but that is because he's so shy. You know, afraid of getting hurt, I guess. If you were Clay, who would you rather have craft you, Demi Moore or Patrick Swayze? Swayze. Definitely Swayze. Yeah, I think I'd choose Swayze too. But I got some beautiful photos of the sunset over the water. And look, here's one of the DM making a silly face. Babette has breast cancer. She found out this morning. They've already, they've already put her in the hospital. They want to operate tonight. They, they, they say they're talking about, talking about treatment options. But she looked fine. I know, she seemed fine. Babette! again. I had to leave. I had to leave everyone. I never thought I'd ever see you again. I can go now. You see, DM, in the end, everyone has a chance at happiness. Oh, Jim, but... But what about Wendy? I have a feeling that things aren't quite as bad for her as you imagine. So here it is, Wendy, our new house? Yes, it is nice. Only 30 years to pay it off. Oh, and look, the first bills have already arrived. Yes, And this is our living room, where we can entertain work acquaintances. And this is our bedroom, where we can sleep and try for offspring. And this is our garden, where we can grow spinach. And this is our bathroom, where we can make... Room, we'll build a couch for what? <gasps> On the table, we'll race snails. A 
and in the kitchen we'll bake cakes. And oh, I bought superheroes on the made out of marzipan. And we can stay up as late as we want playing video games and reading books because we're adults. Being grown up is the best because you finally get to be like the kid you always wanted to be. Wow. Wow, so I was wrong to be so negative. It really did work out for everyone. People can find happiness. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. I guess I'm finished here. Farewell, DM. And Babette, now we can spend the rest of our lives together having adventures. This time I'm never letting you go. I'm never letting you go either. There's one thing I've learned, is to treasure every day. This cardboard box with time machine written on the side with a backwards E in time but not a machine is useless now. But who cares? But I've got you. I love you, DM. I love you, DM. I love you, DM. Babette, where, where's Babette? She was never here, DM. What, Jim? You're still around. What do you mean she was never here? The time machine doesn't work like that. The time machine doesn't work at all. It never worked. It's just a cardboard box with time machine written on the side with a backwards E in time but not in machine. You sit in it and pretend. It's all just fantasy. Fantasy? Fantasy adventures. Imagination. Like a role-playing game. Well, living with myself was a bit boring. You didn't want to face the truth, that you're an ugly, bold fuck who repels people. You hurt others. You damage people's lives. People see you and they're repulsed because they can see your soul in your eyes. It matches the filthy, wretched outside of you. You know, deep down, DM, you'll never be successful. You'll always be alone. Yes, but... That's not Jim talking, is it? That's just my self-loathing. I don't care what anyone says. A life with fantasy and imagination is better. I don't care who you are. Imaginary stories are what make life worthwhile. Fun and silliness. Not taking things too seriously, even when you're down and out. But then, what about Wendy? The vision I saw of Wendy? I guess I just imagined that too. But she's probably fine. She's being adult, she's paying bills, living with her husband-to-be, I'm sure she's fine, perfectly mature, nothing silly to distract her. And Jim, Jim was never really, <clears throat> never really here today, Jim's on a plane, Jim is going to live a new adventure, like a, like a fairy tale. While Wendy tries to create a shadow of the fairy tale she once dreamt of. Let's get these, let's get these role-playing books out of my bag. <laughs> uh, maybe now I'll just tell stories to myself. <clears throat> I'm in a dungeon. I just need to escape with my magic. So here you are, DM. Here you are. Not in a tavern, meeting a bunch of strange, but... Noble adventurers, on a curb, with your box, and your books and your dice. <sighs> yep, that's me. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. 
Maybe... Maybe I'll be happy tomorrow. <laughs>